0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith?
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here.
0: We said in the last episode that transfection and expression of genes in vivo are much more difficult than work done in vitro. Because in vivo transfection efforts could have significant benefits in gene therapy, scientists have been searching for better solutions to these difficulties. Currently, many laboratories are trying to replicate some of these measurements and optimize transfection. Additionally, we mention multiple routes of administration as well as experimental animals. Today we are going to review the in vivo applications of parenteral delivery of genosomes, including systemic and topical delivery, as well as pulmonary delivery. Other applications, such as topical and oral, will also be mentioned. Where do we start, Dr. Smith?
1: I'd like to start briefly with uncomplicated DNA. We all know about extracellular instability and the low permeability of cell membranes to macromolecules and charged molecules, precisely because of this. It was surprising when studies showed that naked DNA could induce some gene expression when injected directly into certain tissues. The most famous example is muscle cells. Intramuscular injections can be used to prime the immune system to recognize and attack invading pathogens.
0: I have heard that cheap, safe, and effective vaccines are already available. Can you give an example?
1: An example is an influenza A vaccine in which the gene for the viral nucleoprotein is recombined into a plasmid and injected intramuscularly. Expression of this gene was confirmed by antibodies to the protein and a 90% survival rate in animals infected with a lethal dose of the virus.
0: I see. So... What other bad consequences and effects of systemically administered naked DNA could have?
1: Naked DNA administered systemically is rapidly degraded and cleared by cells of the reticuloendothelial system. In vitro stability tests showed that the half-life of plasmid DNA in whole blood was 10 minutes. The pharmacokinetics and biodistribution studies of plasmid DNA in mice show that the half-life of plasmid DNA in mice is about 10 to 15 seconds. Also, accumulation was high in the lungs at 15 seconds, and the liver became the main organ for uptake and degradation of DNA radioactivity at 30 seconds. There is also some radioactivity in the spleen, kidneys, and lungs.
0: What are the commonly used methods before using cationic liposomes to deliver DNA worth mentioning?
1: Before the advent of cationic liposomes, intraperitoneal calcium precipitated DNA was expressed in the liver and spleen, and few reports describe the use of other delivery systems. But most DNA was degraded within one minute. This suggests the need for DNA delivery vehicles.
0: When was the first experiment using cationic liposome encapsulated DNA for in vivo delivery? What were the main tasks?
1: In 1989, gene delivery in vivo by cationic liposomes was first described in a mouse model. They injected genomic bodies containing the marker gene and a commercial cationic preparation liposome complex at a 1 to 5 DNA to lipid ratio by intravenous, tracheal, and intraperitoneal administration. After intravenous and intratracheal administration, gene expression in the lungs persisted for up to one week, whereas no expression was observed in the reticuloendothelial system. Intraperitoneal administration did not show any expression. Intratracheal administration is 50% more efficient than intravenous administration. Similar experiments were performed on rats. After intratracheal installation of cat protein, driven by two different promoters, cat protein was expressed in the lung. Similarly, liposome-mediated messenger RNA transfection into xenopus embryos and luciferase expression has also been reported.
0: Can the results of transfection also be probed by infecting the organism?
1: Definitely. For example, to investigate the genetic determinants of bovine leukemia virus in ruminant-induced leukemia, sheep were infected with intradermal injection of cationic lipid DOTAP complex virus DNA. This suggests that a virus is not required for infection. Such experiments help to understand the function of different viral proteins and aid in the preparation of vaccines.
0: What work is needed to determine the toxicity and biodistribution of the genosomes in mice?
1: Toxicity of the genosome was detected by histological examination, biochemical analysis, serum enzyme test, and electrocardiogram. As a result, no toxicity was detected. To confirm these findings, safety tests were also performed in pigs and rabbits, and no toxicity was observed. Speaking of biodistribution, lung, kidney, spleen, and liver DNA levels were measured by quantitative polymerase chain reaction. No autoimmune damage was observed, and no testicular and ovarian localization was detected by injection of the complex. These data support the use of the genosomes in human cancer treatment trials and later in cystic fibrosis trials.
0: A research team published a series of papers examining gene expression in different tissues after tail vein injection into mice. What were their results?
1: They found that several cationic liposome systems had significant effects on cat gene expression in lung, spleen, heart, liver, kidney, and lymph nodes, and there was a dose response in lung, heart, and liver. It can be inferred from the transfection efficiency data that expression levels were similar in all experiments, which is inconsistent with many current studies showing that cholesterol liposomes are much better in vivo.
0: I read that some researchers studied the expression variation of a certain intron sequence from the rat proinsulin gene. What conclusions did they reach?
1: The results showed up to 100-fold differences in expression from different viral promoters. The use of 13 dialkyl fatty acid derivatives of 2 imidazoline salts as a new class of cationic lipids with heterocyclic polar heads again shows that, According to many other reports, there is no correlation between in vitro and in vivo activities. However, all the different liposome systems were most expressed in the lung, followed by the spleen, heart, lymph nodes, liver, and kidney. The lung expresses approximately two to three times the expression in the next highest expressing tissue.
0: What are the most potent derivatives for gene expression in vitro and in vivo?
1: Dimeristoil derivatives are most effective in vitro, while diolioil compounds are most effective in vivo. Cytotoxicity studies have shown that 50% of growth inhibition occurs with cationic lipids complexed to DNA at a ratio of about 0.8. The inhibition of diolioil, dimeristoil, and dipalmatoil chains is very similar. This data can be compared in systems with different lipid compositions.
0: In the next episode, we will continue to explore the in vivo application of genosomes through different routes. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time.
1: Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.